You're listening to another Mariners podcast by the fans and for the fans with news and views on the Claret and Blues. Yeah, I know one, man. Have a listen. Hi, everyone. Welcome to uh, another edition of the Mariners podcast. My name's Chris May. Alongside me, I've got Ronnie Pete and, and Simon May. Good evening, gentlemen. We, uh, we're at the business end now of, of pre-season. Pre-season is now finished. We eagerly anticipate Saturday's game at Radcliffe. Excitement is building, of course, um, with the million-dollar question, you know, is this going to be the year that Shields reach the highest ever uh, league standing, apart from the the old football league days? So, um, lots to talk about today. Um, We're going to start, first of all, with uh, pre-season itself. Um, we've, We've... We've mentioned on a few podcasts since since last summer how we thought that last pre-season was no great shakes. Um, this one, when we saw the opposition that had been lined up, we were very, very much un- encouraged. And I think that has been proved to be the case. That It's been a good pre-season, not in terms of results, but it's not about results. Yeah. Um, it was well planned. seemed well planned, well thought through. Yeah. You, you kind of... You, you're going up a level all the way up the conference north, north, and then just a week before you, you're going down a little bit to get yourself a little bit of confidence. You know, right? so it was, it was it was coming down, but it was an away game, away game know, which yeah. you know a, a, a good test. Like I always say, during, during the league season, if you go away from home in, in the Northern Premier League and you come back with a point, it's a point gained. Mm. You know, obviously you want three points as many times as possible, but these are difficult places to go. So I think the way to Osset United, I think that was a the next end to the, the pre-season. If you look at the, the day itself, the conditions weren't great. You know, yeah. Blustery, raining. Um, yeah, the pitch will have a zip, zip to it, but the grass was long. Grass was long and hadn't been cut. So to come away with with a result like that, given the fact that results hadn't been great, yeah. we've gone away to to Geisley and, and got absolutely mollard. Um, but if you look at the the league table now in the National League North, yeah. York. And Geisley, who beat us, yeah, yeah. Are, t- are first and second. To be fair, you know, both of those sides would have been two weeks ahead of us in terms of fitness and and, and, and game time. So you know, the performance against York was, you know, the result in fact wasn't wasn't too bad. Obviously, you don't want to go anywhere and get stuffed six 0 but perhaps they've learned a lot from from that as well. Um, you might as well, you know. Probably losing six 0 is probably better than winning six 0 pre season because mm. you learn a hell of a lot more than, yeah. than, Absolutely, than, than yeah. you would, you know, You're right? Um, so yeah, I think I think like years away from last season, yeah. with the pre season arrangements and planning, less trialists as well. Fewer trialists. It looks. I think it's been very well planned. Yeah. Um, so uh, obviously, the plans may well have been in place for months. If you think back to my session with the the full time lads that have come in. Um, I asked the question about, you know, was the plans to go full time kind of mentioned last season when the likes of Nathan Law and Luke Daly signed? Clearly they were. Um, So the planning has gone on since before the end of Mm. last season. Um, One of the main kind of beefs, I think, of of a lot of supporters this summer initially was the loss of players. Fans' favourites, yeah. you know, uh, and then you saw on some of the um, supporters' pages, we haven't got a team, when we're going to get a team. Then it was we've made some signs, we haven't got a striker, we need a striker, we need a striker. Um, well, and a keeper. And a keeper. Yeah, yeah. That, that's our beef. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but, but um, 
the club have gone out and have signed, well, according to the, the, the main pundits of North East football, the signing of the summer in non-league football, mm, yeah. in Jason Gilchrist. Um, Ronnie, you saw him at Hebben yeah. when he opened his account. The thing that struck me about him, him at Hebben was when he got into the box, just he seemed time just seemed to freeze for him. He just he seemed to just have that extra second to compose himself mm. and stroke it into the back of the net. And to the naked eye, that just looks so easy. But I think we all know at that level, yeah. to do something like that and have that calmness and that and be so clinical mm. it is very <clears throat> tough. So he just looked like a, a Rolls Royce of a player at that level. His movement off the ball was very impressive. He's strong and he's, he's, he's a decent size. He's got a good touch. He knows how to play. He, he seems to have everything. And that was that, that was against Heaven, and I think that was his first goal he scored. The one on his account, and then it, from the corner. For, for <coughs> me, it was it was the one-on-one against Dunstan in the home game, mm-hmm. um, where he just time just froze there. He just didn't panic at all. He was just calmness personified, rounded the keeper bang. Yeah. And if you look at the game on on Saturday um, at Osset, right place, right time. Mm-hmm. You kind of buy that. Yeah. Club have obviously bought them, yeah. but but you cannot buy that kind of knowledge and and, and awareness of space yeah. and of where your marker is and where the ball's coming from. And it's uh, kind of everything just aligns. Mm. Yeah. Um, so so apart from Foley, is he this is he the only player we bought outright? Did it in the squad? I don't know if any fees would have... We paid for Foley, didn't we? Cause we yeah, we paid for Foley. We sold him and then we bought yeah. him back for a fraction. Well, I guess. I guess, but I, 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 wouldn't like to, I, I wouldn't like to speculate. But clearly, um, he's, been, he's been brought in and, and you know, he's, it's paying dividends already. The proof's in the pudding when the league campaign starts. It's league goals that count, not pre-season, but the given, future. Given the way, how he's shaping up, you'd, you'd expect him to... To get goals, certainly. Yeah. So if you look at the, the goals that he scored on Saturday, that's the kind of stuff that we want to see. You, you, you heard Lee Picton. Yeah, I don't know if you watched the highlights on YouTube, yeah. but he was buzzing. Uh, it was a piece of play by uh, I think it was Josh Gillies. Gillies. Won the ball and yeah. uh, he's he yes, yeah, you know. Was, yeah. Because that means the pressing. If he wins it that high, that means the pressing yeah. plan and the pressing game working as well. Yeah, that's, sure. yeah. it's mega important these days, isn't it? Yeah. How the team presses. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting in that, that game as well uh, on Saturday. Like that, you could obviously hear a lot from the bench. And when he, uh, I think it was again Lee Pickham was saying, to, um, was was it Melanie Alley saying like work hard. You come off the bench, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, when like, we were defending, I think probably at the time we were down to ten men, and. Uh, you say work hard, work hard. So you know, you can. There's the the proof that you, if you like, you know, of, of how everyone has has to work, keep working hard, whether you're, you know, a, f- a forward, but we're defending, you know, from yeah. one to eleven. You don't, you don't, uh, you don't shut off. Yeah. One thing that really, really made my eyes kind of open, uh, quite starkly when I interviewed the lads last week was um, we did it. We we, we did the session at tea time and. The, They'd finished training. Melenic mm-hmm. um, Ali came in, um, having just done three hours of analysis. Three hours. Three hours of video analysis. You know, so that's the length of to which they're going with 
teaching these lads and trying to... You know, and who's he doing that with? Is that Lee? Pick. Lee. Lee. Oh, I'm assuming both of them, yeah. but he just mentioned that day was with Lee. So, um, <coughs> clearly, you know, these lads have come in um, and they've got a lot to learn and that there's a, it's a lot for them to digest. Yeah, in that specific case, he's probably played up front most of his career. Yeah. I think it's likely that he's going to be playing that kind of wide left forward or forward that can swap mm, mm-hmm. and that that player has defensive responsibilities yes, he does, it's pro- they're probably going to have to teach him from scratch yeah. how to do that well, if look, look at last season you know uh, Phil Turnbull I, I yeah. vividly remember him saying on Mark Ruther's show he'd never had that level mm. of intensity before in terms of analysis Yeah, and he yeah. played almost in the football league mm-hmm. so there's a flip side of that that does having that level of analysis take away their freedom, freedom of thought, freedom yeah, of... Yeah, there's potential for that, potentially. You know, you can always coach any sort of talent out of people, can't yeah. you? So there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a balance to be struck, isn't there? You know, I'm sure they, they know that. Well, beauty is the full time. So, you know, um, they've now got the time to be able to do that, as, as well as fitness and everything else that goes with it. And I, and, and I believe that um, the... The real acid test of of the full time hybrid model will be come December, January, February time. Ah. The pitches are heavy. Games right up. Yeah, yeah. and um, and we'll see if other clubs can match us in terms of fitness and and, and energy. Given the fact that these lads aren't going to be putting a, f- a shift in at work before seven forty five game through the week. Um, do wonder on that, you know, the the dynamic between the pros and the non-pros. Mm, that's what that, that it could be a bit of them and us. Well. I mean, probably not, but it, it, it could it, be. You doubt it in, in that club, but yeah. it, there's always potential, isn't there? You know, it's because you know one of the things um, I was thinking the other day from that from that interview was possibly um, just that really how how in terms of fitting in all the new faces, how have this slot fitted into the to the to the squad. Is it easy? Do, do they find themselves migrating to the lads who have just arrived who are full time, yeah. rather than to the lads mm-hmm. who, are, who are who are training twice a week? Well, when you weigh it up, there's not actually a lot of players left who are part time, mm-hmm. really, um, because if you think of I mean, Dylan's gone full time, Shaw's he's full time now because of his coaching role. Blair Adams was full time already. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only you know there's only really going to be Connell, Mason, Gillies, Turnbull, Brown, Brown and Briggs. Yeah. Well, we count David Foley, I suppose. We, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you, if you think of, I've got a list here: Boney, Shaw, Moss, Adams, Lord Daly, Thurston, Gilchrist, Wakoma, Ali. That's a lot of full timers. Yeah. yeah. So the actual percentage of part timers is is not great. No, it's not yeah. half and half by any means. Um, yeah. I guess you'd like to think that the part-time lads will do everything they can to try and get as fit as possible to keep up with the full-timers. You know? You're have to, I can imagine a scenario where the managers come in half-time angry with a particular part-timer saying, you need to do more work because the rest of the midfield is doing more work than you and that person turns around and goes, yeah, well, they're full-time, they can train four <laughs> days a week. <laughs> you never know. It's possible. You never know. It is. Um, <laughs> so, the... The signings that have been made have been, um, in my view, pretty much needed and, and, and correct. Yep. 
particularly getting the average age of the squad down. Um, yeah, it's pretty much done and dusted now, and we've been seeing that for for, yeah. for a couple of years. But really, now that you know, you're at a point where you've, you've, you've probably the balance has been struck already. A lot of young players have come mm-hmm. in, and um, still, that, still that experienced core. Yes, that, that, that's a good point, really. The experienced core, because you know, you think of all the midfielders that have come in, and, and I still think someone like Robert Briggs has got a big role to play this season. Well, I didn't think he would. I honestly, I didn't think so either, but. From the looks of things and the way things have happened over pre-season, I still think he's got a big role. From what I've seen of him in pre-season, he's been outstanding. Um, really, really impressive. Because yeah. um, he came in late because of like, holidays, um, but, he, but he, he's kind of timed his holiday right because he's come back at a good time and has, has played games, he's got game time in his legs and he's looked the part. Yeah. Um, I think... I think the managers might have a little job on their hands and because and, and, I think everybody... Well, most people probably think Turnbull was going to be the one, um, but since he's gone away, Briggs has come in. He's been outstanding. Yeah. So there's, there's a, huge, a decision yeah, to make. Huge competition in midfield yeah. and forward, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. The, the competition in midfield is the depth there mm. is it's <laughs> extraordinary, really, for, really for this level. For this level. Um, I think up front's the same. Keeper now, because we've got two keepers challenging each other. Three. Three. three yeah, came in. And the young man. So that's fantastic. I think. Where it's not is in defence because I've just well, had a look on the website. We've got six named defenders and obviously four four available positions. Well, whereas in the midfield you've got what maybe three or four available positions, and I think there's about eight or nine yeah. midfielders. My view is we're still short yeah. centre back because um, if you look at who who you think's going to be, you know, if Baxter was fit, yeah. The starting back four, you'd imagine, would be the back four from last season. Yep. But it was a back four which shipped countless goals from set pieces. Mm, yep. um, and you'd think, well, it's the same back four. It yeah. is. I still think that potentially some of those goals that were conceded stems from maybe, I wouldn't say a lack of confidence in the goalkeeper, but just uh, a lack of dominance by the uh, goalkeeper, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Miles Bonney, haven't seen him play yet, but um, you know he he looks taller than than Liam. He just certainly the way uh, I know I haven't seen a lot of him, so I need, I need to watch more games. But he's just little things. What they just look a bit better. Well, you'd expect a, a lot to come from Blackpool. You would to make football league appearances. You expect him to be better. Yeah, just and it, but he ain't coming here to sit on the bench. Blackpool oh, no. wouldn't let him come here. No. To, to spend... Uh, oh, I think he's, he's first choice, isn't he? Oh, yeah. I he, think so. They're not, yeah, they're not going to let him come all the way up here, full-time, and sit on the yeah. bench. What benefit does he get yeah. they get out of that? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but for me, I, I still think it's centre-back, because Gary Brown just scares me when he's at centre-back. At right-back, I think he's better at right-back mm-hmm. than he is at centre-back. Um, he scares me at centre-back. Do you think he, he's... Without make sure in disrespect to Gary Brown, but he's just the squad player of the season. Yeah, you know, if everyone's yeah. fully fit, he's just yeah. Of course, I think yeah. he's always he's no mug, yeah. and and he's he's. Uh, I just think that a right, he's he's a more than a adequate replacement for Baxter at right back. Yes, he, he has a bit of he has more calmness at right back than he does at centre back. Mm. Um, but with, you know, Robinson Wakoma is is a prospect. Yeah, and I think supporters have to be have to remember that this kid is eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, probably hasn't played a lot of football, has unbelievable potential physically, yeah. and also as a footballer, um, there's a lot of edges that need polishing, yeah. but there's a massive prospect mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, give him a year or two, he could be something really special. 
I think uh, here's the burn. Lee Pitman will be sort of like wetly, you know, slavering it there. The fact he's got this sort of this this you know big like a lump of clay, if you like, he's going to mould and and, and yeah. sculpt into the finished article. You know, yeah. it, it's going to be interesting to watch that. Yeah. You know, because you know, first and foremost, he's got pace to burn, which is an asset in any position. Yeah. Um, so you know, it, it, it can mask you know a bit of. Positional, uh, did in one of the games, you know, got back into position in about eight strides, and yeah, won. yeah. So I think it, it's it's going to be except you, you see, you've got to, you know, any any sort of mistakes by that lad, you've got to temper that with, you know, the fact he's young, he's, he's but you've got to give him a, you've got to give him yeah, chances. You get game time, there's no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I still, th- I, I, I just think as the season progresses, if there's one or two injuries, i.e., John Shaw, you know, he's, he's yeah. starting to pick up the the yeah. knocks and things. I was going to say that, right? You could have a you could have a situation where Shaw and Baxter, at the age that they're at, no disrespect <coughs> to them, could pick up an injury that keeps them both out for a month at the same mm-hmm. time. Then you're in the situation where you might have to go somewhere like Warrington away with Brown and Wilkoma in the defence. Mm. Mm. It's well for me. It's going to be uh, tough. It's that. A, the, the biggest, like I think, the big season for 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 of, of all the defenders, I think, is Dylan Morse. I think. You know, I think it's been obvious where when he's played alongside John Shaw, he's twice the player that he is yeah. when Shaw's mm-hmm. not there. Now Dylan Moore's now a full-time professional footballer. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, there's no hiding place now, yeah. and like, if the likelihood is that John Shaw's going to be, you know, missing a, a, a fair chunk, he's got to set up the plate, isn't he, Dylan Moore? He's the main man. And, um, he is absolutely. And uh, I mean, John Shaw, there's a potential where he's going to be rested, even if he doesn't get injured. To, to stop him from getting injured, he may well have to be rested from time to time. He hasn't played many friendlies, has he? Oh, I don't no, remember I, him saying oh, his name on the team sheet. That no, I can't remember. The games I've been to, I haven't seen him play at all yeah. in any, and I've, and I've been to about five. Yeah. I, I can't remember seeing him, but 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 that just you know it tempers the overall excitement of the fact that we've got incredible talent yeah. throughout the squad. Yeah, it's I mean, just one area to watch out. The rest yeah. of it is. It is, and I think, yeah, you know, given given the, the, the attacking talent and the strength in midfield, we, you know, we'd be more than a match for anybody in, in that division, you know. Um, and and it, you know, we talk about midfield talent and the, the, the abundance of riches. You know, Dan Wright just couldn't get in there. Yeah. Um, so Dan's gone to Dunstan. Um, we wish him all the very very best, but. It was just never quite meant to be. For no, him. I think it, it's it's Dan's again. I haven't didn't see him last season because he went he went out on loan. Um, but when he was at Shields last season, the games he did play, he's one of these players that it, it's it's it, you see it so often when people come out the pro game out of academies and stuff. They've got the touch and technique, but they don't influence football matches. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, you've got to if you have a striker, you've got to score goals. A defender, you stop them. If you're a midfielder, you're either a stopper or a creative force. And Dan just, he, you know, he got the ball and he laid it off. And sometimes that, you know, might be enough, but he just didn't, inf- you know, mm. he, he was sort of peripheral, mm. you know. He and I think the ball, you know, really No, just... no, he, he was just very much peripheral. And I, and I think, um, I, wish him re- I wish him all the best, because, you know, he, that lad's obviously got talent, mm. but he's got to find a level where he can... Influence matches may come back to a higher level. You know, it takes. You know, it might take a few years out of the firing line if you like. He's gone to a good club in Dunstan, yeah. a good level. So um, I wish him all the best. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we've um, we've we've done the the hard yards of pre-season. We're ready. 
um, for for things on the field, off the field. Um, um, new floodlights, which look incredible. Oh, very good. Can't yeah. wait for next Tuesday. Yeah. Um, you walk down Shaftesbury Avenue and you say, these are big, imposing things. And it's it's like the aliens of London. Wow, yeah. <laughs> but um, they're going to be, I think they're being tested tonight, I think. And uh, then the fish will switch on on, on Tuesday against Ashton. Um, but the ground itself, um, every, I think more supporters are, are aware of the fact that the ground is scheduled for redevelopment. Um, you stand on Shafts, down Shaftesbury Avenue and then ultimately another stand opposite. Um, but, um, oh, and the orange line's gone in around the... Yellow the, or orange? Is it yellow? It's <laughs> mustard. mustard. It's uh, the, the metre line, so you can drink behind the metre line. But uh, no other kind of changes to the to the ground. Um, does that surprise you in any way, lads? Um, doesn't surprise me, knowing that there's plans in for a stand. There's not a lot you can do. With, a, with with any you know any grounds at our level where there's a barrier around the pitch and people stand pitch side, there's nothing not a lot you can do. You could put stands in, you'd still have a restricted view because people are standing right at the pitch side. So I think um, I'm not I'm not surprised. No, no. It, it, yeah. you know there's a lot of investment to be ha- to be made in in, uh, in in ground upgrades. So it's pointless to spend a little bit of money on something little. Yeah, you know there was a there was a few games last season where. Um, I took my family to watch the match and they're not as tall as me, they're like below six foot. And I think if you're below six foot and you come a little bit later in a big game, you haven't got very much chance of seeing it. No. no. Um, because you've got to look over people who've been there early, it's, it's up to them, they've got their first or the, the, mm. they're standing on the, or on the steps. It's hard to kind of get a view. When I went to heaven, it looked like they'd kind of dug a little ditch All right. at, the, at the side of it, so at least... You could get two rows or three rows oh, of people because right. yeah. you get that little bit of a more vantage point ahead. Yeah. So the ditch is about, I mean, it's about probably three quarters of a foot. Um, but I think they could have done that relatively easily. Mm. And I think yeah. that, because I think there's be a, quite a few people who aren't very tall, vertically challenged, as <laughs> They, they go to that match, go a little bit later and think, oh, I just couldn't see it. It ruined, yeah. it, ruined it for us. Yeah. So I, I, I was surprised at that. Um, I suppose we'll just next time we just have not have that last pint before we lost the match. Speaking of which, of course, the, the the line is now in, so you can drink all the way around the ground yeah. as long as you're a meter away from the the barrier. Apart from the FA games, mm-hmm. so that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Um, One thing I you know I'm not surprised is no real infrastructure improvements, but I, I don't know, I don't know if they've put a, a new PA system. Oh, just you know, I mean, it's it it sounds something like, trivial, but it's a big part of the match day experience. I think. Yeah. You know, certainly for team news, when if you're arriving at the, you don't go past the clubhouse, you don't see any team boards. Yeah. You you can't hear who's playing, and it's you know when you you look at your program, whatever, and you you like to know who you're pretty much for the opposition really to see who yeah. who's playing with the opposition and who you're playing up against. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think it is a it's a major part of a match day experience, and to carry on. Another season with a with a bad one, I think. Was, you know, I, well, maybe I don't know. They might be putting you one in. I don't. Well, they may well have put maybe a couple of speakers using the new floodlight pylons. Obviously, new power lines gone in to, to feed mm. the floodlight pylons. Maybe they've managed to do a bit of a, a split, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Mm. We hope so because it's actually potentially also a health and safety thing. I mean, if you're a, say if you've got a, a big crowd of three thousand, 
something happens and you've got to leave by a particular exit yeah, but, but you can't time. hear it's not like if you've got a 1500 crowd you can, you know, yeah. but if it's a 3000 3200 yeah. and anyway um, it always reminds me of Ray Vaughan from uh, remember Ray Vaughan Phoenix Knights <laughs> <laughs> where you just couldn't make out what he was saying Shabba so um, Saturday away to Radcliffe we never seem to play at home on the first Saturday of the season we don't it seems to be the same structure every season you know we're away the first game you know we're away on Boxing Day we're away on uh, August Bank yeah, Day. we're at home on New Year's Day yeah, maybe you know, the, the NPL algorithm just you know has got us mm-hmm. uh, stuck in that way and that's that but uh, um, you said before Si that um, you know a point away is a point gained um, mm, would you take that on Saturday um, don't know because that's a, that's a crap answer, isn't it? No, don't know because it's pretty rubbish. It, well, it is really, but like, what are, you know, what are Radcliffe like as a side? I don't know. You probably find out on the day. So yeah. where they come from? Or they, they weren't in the league last year, were they? No, they were. They were being promoted from being promoted the, from the East League, uh, West League, which West. we played against them two seasons ago. Okay. Um, yeah. And so it'll be start with confidence. Teams. Yeah, they, they were yeah. A tough. They were a tough yeah. opposition. I'm gonna say we. You should expect to beat them. We should. Our standard, our level, we should be expecting to beat newcomers to this league. Yes, we are I agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, When you put it like that, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we should win. You'd also like to think that the pitch won't be too bad. It's not, it's not going to be a Mariners, but you hope it's not going to be a Farsley. Yeah. You know, mm. Who incidentally have got pitch problems <laughs> and have, have fallen down again. Uh, the York City fans have quickly cottoned onto that. Um, so, so, Saturday's game. Um, it's that again another 50 million 40 million dollar question the start 11 it's one of these things where everybody gets a bit like oh wait, what's your start 11 going to be um, uh, I, n- I never personally thought I, I would actually say this but I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Briggs to start mm. on Saturday purely because of his form in recent games I really thought Briggsy was going to be more of a, a peripheral figure given the influx of yeah. midfielders that we've had um, I really thought it would be Turnbull that would play the, the pivot role but um, oh, it would be a big big you know big blow I think for Briggsy who's played really really well um, I, Ronnie, I haven't, oh, got, Ronnie. I you haven't, not, I haven't got Briggs no. I love doing this by the way I, this is my favourite thing to do naming teams I haven't got Briggs No. I've got Turnbull, Law yeah. and Daly in the midfield with uh-huh. Gillies and Mason and Gilchrist up front. Mason first. You look at Thurston in. Not Thurston, no. How dare you? To be honest, when I've watched him in the in the friendlies, he looks like he's been on the periphery. I think he might need a little bit more time to bet in. Really? So I'm I'm going for the. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's still a quite a strong team. I'm going for Gillies instead of uh, Thurston. Oh, well, I've I, I've I've gone with Boney to start in goal because, of course, like we've just oh, yeah, said, you know, I can't see them. Put them on the yeah. bench. Yeah. No. Yeah. He'd be uh, in. He'd be in. And with and with Baxter still recovering from his operation, I, I'm I've gone for Brown at right back. I don't think we have another choice. No. no. <laughs> As I say, I, I, at right back, he's. I, I think that that's probably now his best position. He's calmer. Um, I mean, when he's at centre half, he gets he's ragged all yeah. over the place. It's you know. So we've got Brown at right back. If Blair Adams gets crocked, who goes left back? We haven't got many left footers in the team. Which is why, which is why, I was gutted to see Calago 
but so were the managers. You know, they wanted him to stay. You know, yeah. and and they were really upset that that he's gone. Yeah. You know, because really, you've said it before, Sai. There's no, was nothing stopping Blair and Callah. You know, becoming a real partnership on the left flank. I'd love to have seen that. I mean, Interchange, you know, whatever. Yeah, it might have meant a change of formation to four four two to facilitate that. They probably would have done. Mm-hmm. And therein lies probably the, the reason why Callah decided to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, a shame, a real shame. But then Loft went, yeah. and now we're down to one, albeit top class left back. Mm. But if he if he gets crocked, who who's going to go there? Mm. And he had a few injuries last season, didn't he, uh, Blair? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, it wasn't exactly ever present. Yeah. But I think with Brown playing right back away from home, it's not too bad because he's just you got don't go bit. forward as yeah, much. You've got that bit steel, haven't you? You can deal with any real life space. I said it before, yeah. when, when he played it right back um, in the winter, in January, um, when we had, we had Brown, Short and Morse, with the three of them, we, we, we were a stronger unit defending set pieces. It was when we had, I think, our biggest spell of clean sheets, mm-hmm. when that was the case. Um, but of course, we will miss Baxter, but Brown comes in. Yeah. If Shaw's fit, it's going to it's going to be Brown, Shaw, Morse and Adams, you, you, yep. you, you, you'd imagine. Yes. Um, so I've gone for Briggs to play the, the holding role, um, and I've gone low, daily Thurston. Um, I've gone low daily gillies. Yeah. With Turnbull Holden. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, I've, I've done this on the proviso that, I, that Lee Mason may well not be 100% fit. Right. Um, but I've put me, you know, if he is fit, I've put him on the bench pool because he's coming back from, from injury. I never thought I would ever leave Lee Mason out of the because he's my favourite player. Oh, he seems to be coming back from injury, doesn't he? Mm. You know, yeah. whether he suffers from some cough issues, maybe, I don't know. There's always something that he get, gets into a run of form. Um, and he's you know a terrific player, and then all of a sudden, bang! Something mm. he has a setback, and he's a he's a big lad, and he, you know he's got to keep playing yeah. to keep that match fitness, and mm-hmm. and uh, it seems a bit of a struggle really. I'm assuming he's fit and he's in my team, and I've just I mean just realised there because we've got Mason and Gilchrist. That's just two players who can definitely put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, yeah. Mason more of a number. consistent basis. Yeah, Mason more of a number ten than a number nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's why I mean, ordinarily Mason would be in my team, yeah. but no. he's not for Saturday. On the proviso that I, I wouldn't have thought he'd be hundred percent fit, if fit at all. Yeah. Um, so I've gone for uh, Foley and Gilchrist. I'd imagine Foley will will drift, you know, and play the play the channels. Yeah. Um, with Gilchrist, you know, ploughing the furrow up front. Another interesting season for David Foley because um, you look back at the, you know the, the Wembley win and everything, and he at, at that point. He was a bit like how Gilchrist is now. You know, you yeah. give him a chance to put a goal. It, it, no, the way I've described Gilchrist, he's not a slasher. You know, he, he you know he just doesn't hack at the ball. He, he you know he stroke at home. Foley was like that, and some for some whatever reason that seems to have gone from his game. He doesn't you know there was a chance against Son in pre season. He's snatching at them, and and where the the Foley of old would have just you know passed the ball into the corner of the net. Um, so you know. You've said he's look. I haven't seen um, any preseason football this season for myself for, you know, for one reason or another. Um, but you've both mentioned the sharpness of Foley. That's not sure. Because this season, it's a it's a clean slate. He's he's had a full preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a naturally fit lad anyway. But he wasn't football fit last season. No, he wasn't. No. He was not football fit. 
Um, he hadn't played properly for a long time at Spenny Moor. Um, and he was constantly playing catch-up. Yeah. And playing catch-up isn't the thing you can really do on a South Shields team. You have to be fit and fight. You have to be kind of ready to fulfil your role in a Shields mm. team. Mm. The, way that, the way they set out different patterns of play, you can't be playing catch-up. So um, I guess that with a full pre-season in him, more time to yeah. analyse and, and reflect, um, allied with game time mm. with his teammates, just everything. And the fact that he's not now a comeback player, mm. you know, it, he was the, the prodigal returned. Yeah. Well, that's long gone. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a Shields player who um, who I feel is, is is ready for a good season. He's looked really really sharp, and I think probably having having a Gilchrist who you know who clearly is a finisher probably takes a little bit of pressure off yeah, it does. David himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he's also had his hair cut. Yeah. You yeah, know, when I, when I saw him on Sunday on the highlights, I thought Cogden was back. Yeah. Um, you know, he clearly had issues so with that hair. So he's his mind's clear now, you know, like, make a decision like that. Um, <laughs> you know, he's thinking clearly, so it, it does board well for the season. Uh, uh, but he has looked sharp, and I've yeah. said it after. He looked sharp against Sunderland, I know he snatched at that chance, but there was you, you just saw that... Um, that <clears throat> He was there or thereabouts, and yeah, uh, that's very much encouraging. And if you think, no, um, we, we've lost Cogden and, and um, Finners, uh, and we've only really brought in Gilchrist per se. We've brought Ali in, but he's, you know, but but that but the sign of Gilchrist is probably pivotal. Yeah, mm. yeah. He he he. Uh, we, we were probably you know our leading goal scorer in the league last season was uh, was Robert Briggs. Robert Briggs, Briggs penalties. Yeah. And so that was about 15 goals, something like that. Penalties if, if, if you can get someone to score you 20 goals um, from from up front, it's the difference between coming first and second. Wouldn't surprise me if Gilchrist got 25 oh, league goals. Yeah. Look, oh. if, if they can feed him. Yeah. yeah. You know, and um, we have players to feed him. Daily, not, Gillies, they can feed him. He's, he's not going to finish everything. He's yeah. going to miss some. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to score some. The good thing about this as well is that the strength on the bench. So I think the beauty about Ali mm. is he he can be a fantastic impact player. Mm. If we're like if we need a goal, brings to just to mix things up. He's got the pace, he's got the strength. Stick him in in the mixer, twenty five minutes to go. Mm. I think he's going to be very useful. I don't think have we really had a player like that before? Maybe Cogden was close to it. You could stick him in the yeah, mixer, and yeah. he would put drop really bombs all over the place. But we wanted him to start, didn't we? You know, yeah. Titch was like a starter. Yeah. Um, yeah. um, so um, it, it'll be interesting to see how we go defensively. I, that that's still where I'm kind of. Yeah. Mm, um, I know that's certainly the opinion of Ross Gregory. Um, just centre of defence, just maybe, maybe something that they have to address a few games into the campaign. The thing about this league is there's no transfer window, is there? So no, if you really so. need a centre half, you yeah. could just you could probably just go and get one. Mm. Easier said than done. Yeah, it is, but it's there. But the options there. Um, if we can encut, if we can entice someone like Gilchrist to come to Shields, then uh, exactly, yeah. nothing's stopping us. Um, so uh, we really are looking for three points on Saturday. Yeah. Um, whether we get them or not, let's move on to next Tuesday. First home game, Ashton, relegated side. Mm. Many people's choice to go back up, um, but we are at home. 
it's midweek. Mm-hmm. Um, new lights. New lights. New, you know, new pitch. Which is look, you know, I say here, it's not new, but it looks new. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so Aston came down from Conference North. Yes. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So the pedigree. So, the pedigree. Um, but of course, we shouldn't be fearful of anybody at Mariners Park. Mm. I'm looking forward to some, you know, some good games, and that, that this is one of them. You know, it's going to be a strong side. They're going to they they're going to be wanting to go straight back up. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's going to be it should be a great game. Well, I think it should be a great season because not no, it'd be great if we if we won the league, etc. But just you have got your Ashton, mm-hmm. your FC United and Manchester, mm-hmm. Morpeth Town. Yeah. Um, they're, they're going to be strong. Scarborough has always. Yeah, Scar- yeah. there's Scar- a lot of clubs. But Baseford, but but it's the names. It's the names of teams that are going to be coming yeah. to Mariners Park, which are better known. Yeah. Yes. You, yeah. You'd expect two thousand plus against Morpeth, mm-hmm. you know, blah, etc., etc. Um, so that in itself, hopefully, will 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 get people interested. Um, interesting to see what the crowds are going to be like, given yeah. the fact that um, Sunderland are still in League One. Newcastle are well, Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, you know the, the so-called boycott. Well, but there was a few didn't go. Clearly, there was you know five, six thousand empty seats. But be interested to see if Shields get any of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, prediction time, gentlemen. Prediction time. Um, the the club clearly stated last year that last season promotion was the intention. Mm. This season now, nineteen twenty, was going to be a consolidatory season. Clearly, this now is promotion season. The club have made a statement. They've gone bold. They've gone to this hybrid full-time model. Clearly, with you know, to give themselves the best guarantee, if you want to call it, of, of promotion. Is promotion going to be your predictions, Ronnie? Yep. With the team we've got there, Has looking at all the facts. Notwithstanding any other teams who have strengthened. I don't know that much about the other teams and how they've strengthened. They will have done. They will have strengthened, but. We've gone out and signed probably the best striker in our league. And, you know, Steve Bruce, when he was at Summer, he always said he wanted as good as your strikers. Well, we've, got, we've probably got the best one now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so probably the best one in the, in the league above as well. Possibly. And we didn't get that, you know, that last season was a bit different. We did the season before. The season before, he was obviously top scorer. So, yeah, we've probably got the best striker in, in our league. And uh, you've got to be confident that, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to do it. I personally um, would still love a cup run. And I think, yeah, I, was say. I think as a non-league club, for the progression, obviously, football league is the, is the is the aim and promotion is a must. Certainly, big pressure on to get promotion when the the outlay for players, the the, the full time model, etc. Um, but to get your name up there, prize money, and and potentially, if if for example, we got the first round pot with the FA Cup, potential for a live TV game. You know, these things are massive. They, they have been yeah. huge money spinners. You can, you know, basically cover your budget for the year. So I'd love to see um, a big FA Cup run. You know, the likelihood is it would be easier to get a big trophy run, yeah. but which would be lovely, you know. But I think um, in terms of just getting your name out there to, to, to people who, you know, still don't know what's going on at South Shields, then uh, an FA Cup run. I agree. I think it was a bit disappointing last season, the Cup runs, when you compare with the season before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, when we played York in the Cup, FA Cup, and we played Hartlepool, and obviously we're in the Vars before that. I think a good tro- it'd be great if the club would focus on the trophy. Really? Yeah. I, 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 I'm not a fan of that. I think it's... <laughs> I, I, and I'll tell you for why. 
um, I think an FA Cup run, um, forget about prize money, and, 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 which would be fantastic, but it's the timing. Oh, yeah. Likelihood is, you're going to, South Shields got an FA Cup round one, played a, a league club, get knocked out, January, yeah, sorry, November. FA Trophy doesn't start till late October, November. Yeah. You start, we start the first a great trophy run. run come February, March, and the league's on the line. Yeah. Um, I will far rather have an FA Cup than an FA Trophy run. Well, I'm looking for three. Because <laughs> I think it's like, you know, I hate it when the Premier League clubs and the Championship clubs mm. disregard the Cups. I this is football, it's, right? It's shameful. We, we don't want to copy them. This is football. It's mm. like, let's try on all fronts. Which yeah. is what made the 2016-17 season so magical because yeah. the manager said we want to win four Cups. Yeah. Let's make history. Yeah. You know, that team will go down in the annals of the game. Do you think they've changed tackle since then? Do you think they've, you know... I think they have. I yeah, think definitely. They've, they've, but I still, think, but I still think, I still think they want an FA run. Whether that's cup, trophy, I think they'll go both at both. Yeah, I hope so. But I guess that, that that's just my opinion. I'm not talking about. I think that's in an ideal world. I, I, FA I, cup, my 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 view is have a great FA Cup run, get to the first, you know, fourth round qualifying, and get to the first round, and you you got to the second round. If you get to the third round, it's finished. You know. It's January. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to be fair, I think we deserve a bit of luck in the in the FA Cup draw. We do we? We've had some, you know. Obviously, two seasons ago, we had York and, and Darling and Hartlepool, which is great because you know we played well. But you know, last year, of all the clubs we got, we got Stockport, yeah. who went on to win National League North. So, yeah. um, who at the time I mean, it was an awful game, oh. um, but and they were no great shakes oh, at all. Man. But um, you know. It's still, you know, you'd have preferred a club from three, four levels down. Yeah, clearly. Um, so we need, we deserve a bit of luck yeah. in, the, in the draw. Yeah. yeah. So Ronnie, are you going for league title or playoffs? I'm going for league title with the team we've got. Simon? Yeah, I agree. I think on paper, with the squad we've got, it, it has to be league title. Anything, I, anything else is just a failure. I'm going to say league title because I believe that once these lads really get get going and clicking, they'll yeah. take some stopping. Yeah, there'll be a, there'll be momentum at some point that'll be unstoppable. Mm. Um, things do we'll have to get a bit of luck, you know. Things have to align a little bit, but once they do, I, I, was, I spoke to Lee Picton a few weeks ago and went on that boat trip, and and he said to me that we'd lost I think six or seven league games by November, right? Yeah, or October. You can't win leagues doing that. We were losing them in strings, weren't we? Like yeah. two, three at a time. Right. So. Um, we we were the form team from November. Yeah. On the on the form table, we won it. So you know they've learned from that. Um, so yeah, I, I think get some. We'll take some shifting. Yeah, uh, not going to be easy. There'll be some be very very difficult. Yeah. But you know, as long as our team plays to its best, yeah. nine times out of ten, then we should win the league. Yeah. Well, guys, I hope you've enjoyed listening to us um, chew the fat over things. All things South Shields Football Club. You'll have your own opinions. You'll disagree with us. You'll agree with some things. You might think we talk rubbish. I don't know, but it it, it just it's great to be able to talk about South Shields Football Club. We hope you continue enjoying listening to us. If you have anything that you would ever like us to discuss or want to ask us anything, don't hesitate to to get in touch with us via our our Twitter. Uh, and um, we'll be more than happy to discuss things. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed. Um, another edition of the Mariners podcast. 
We really hope you tune in to the next one. Um, we're going to try and do it every month as always. And um, you never know, you might just hear us commentate on one or two away games as the season progresses. Let's hope so. But anyway, from Ronnie, from Simon and myself, Chris, hope you've enjoyed listening. Up the Mariners, eh? Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this Mariners podcast. There'll be another one along soon before you can say Julio Arca. <laughs> <laughs>